Hey guys, welcome back to K-Pod. I'm Jay. And I'm Faith. I'm Brian. I'm Simon. Uh, so today, we, have, we actually have a guest. Mm, yeah, we do, we do. And his name is Simon. He's a very big, like, engineer, up-and-coming engineer, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Worked his way from the ground. Yeah. yeah. And he's one day you're going to hear his name, so, you know? It's best to hear from him because, yeah, this is the perfect time to get to, to get you know, start adding guests to our podcast. And, yeah, we're here. We're back with another video. Mm-hmm. We plan to keep uh, uploading and uh, be consistent consistent oh yeah yeah and we're really grateful for you guys listening to us you know and before before we begin we're gonna have a word of prayer from jay Wait a minute. before we even begin yeah we're gonna have simon today and it's gonna be the three of us interviewing him and asking him the questions that we have so yeah as faith said we're gonna start with the word of prayer mm-hmm. and i'm gonna pray let's bow our heads and pray lord we come before you this day thanking you and glorifying your holy name Thank you for protecting us until this day. And I pray that you can keep protecting us and be with us through everything that we do. Dear Lord, be with our families, be with our friends. We pray for guidance. And we just pray that you can just be with us, watch over us, and in Jesus' name we pray and believe. Amen. 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 All right. Okay, Simon, tell us more about you. Who are you? Where do you come from? Why are you here? You know? Oh, that's going to take some time to unpack. <laughs> take um, your time. Take your time. Before I start, um, last week I had a cold, so I know I'm um, unintentionally having some sniffles sometimes. Mm. So if you kill excuse me for that, that would be good. Okay, All right. so mm-hmm. yeah. who am I? Judgment-free zone. Okay. When you come mm-hmm. gym, you know? okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like Planet Fitness. Okay, that's good to know. Yep. Um, so... As you've all introduced me, my name is Simon. Um, I'm, I'm from Kenya as well. Um, specifically, I'm from um, a village in the heart of the central part of Kenya called Kamoshege. Nice. For those of you who don't know Kamoshege, maybe you know... Um, you know Kedongori? If you don't know Kedongori, you know Kiambu. I know, yeah. know Kiambu. Kiambu. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. All See right. these two here, they, I don't think they know because... Bro, wow, <laughs> my okay. my show is from there. What do you mean? <laughs> ah, okay, I started my school in Kenya um, way back um, when I was three. Um, that's very long time ago. Um, I know. So it's hard to remember anything when you were three. <laughs> I know. <laughs> started my school in Kenya. Um, high school in Kenya. I went to a good, um, prestigious school in Kenya. Um, I don't know if it's still prestigious, but. By the time I left, it was still prestigious. It was called um, the Nairobi School. The mm. Nairobi School? Yeah. yeah. Wait, by pre- pre- prestigious, do you mean it was like high-performing or... Rich? Or um, it was more of... Um, it was good in sports, good in performance. So like it was so a it was school... Like top, top, top something? Top. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it international? Like you had like a bunch of people from other states come in or was it just Kenyan people? Um, we did have some people who were not Kenyans as well. Mm. So I would say it was international. Mm. But the good thing about the school is it produced all-rounded students. So um, we excelled in academics and sports, especially rugby and swimming. So um, 
it just taught you how to be all-rounded, I would say, and just to harden you a little bit. Oh, um, was it like, uh, so, was it different? You know how the other schools in Kenya are, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know? Yeah. Yeah, was it different from all the other schools or was it just like kind of the same where the teachers treat you the same as they treat you in all the other schools? Because you know, you know in Kenya, if you go to Ushago school, yeah. there's a different type of treatment. And the lunch is different too. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like the whole environment is just different. Was how was then like how was it the environment and stuff? Okay, I don't know. If I should be talking about this, but people outside Nairobi school um, have a, they don't have a clear picture of what the school is. They think it's a, a private school. Most people, it's a public school, so we're still um, getting funds from the government. So. Um, yeah, so it's a government-based school type thing. Yeah. And just like all the schools we went Yeah, to. Okay. just like any other school in Kenya, people expect mm. um, you guys are having like a five-star meal every day. It's just dairy, rice, yeah. ugali. <laughs> just the regular. So the only difference I would say is probably just um, we're in a good school. Okay. And the teachers were very proud of everything they did. Okay. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. I see. And the teachers, were they also they were getting paid by the government, like you said? Yes. Okay. I yeah. get it. So... Okay, keep going. Okay, so from Nairobi school, I um, did my four years of high school there. Um, I still um, think I was among the last few batches to do 844 before they brought in the oh, new system. Oh, that's doing. true. Yeah. I think so I was one of the last ones too. Like yeah. as soon, I had never got to touch that little new thing. Yeah, I never did. So I um, finished my form four. Mm. And so from there, I went to a university in Kenya. It was called... Uh, multimedia University. It's in Rongai. And there I was supposed to go and study um, control and instrumentation engineering. Did you say oh. a multimedia... Wait, a multimedia what? It's The school was called Multimedia University of Kenya. Hey, you go happy? Where is it? In Rongai. Rongai. Yeah, Rongai, you expect some schools with crazy names. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was a nice wow. school as well. It was, a, it was a nice school. But uh, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. we know you you worked your way up. So no joke, your class eight, you just don't, don't you don't get to pick what, what high school, what oh yeah, high yeah, school, yeah. You, what yeah. high school you go to. Yeah, you have to work for it. Yeah, you have to work for it. Yeah. Um, because in Kenya, like everybody in Kenya is has to put in the work. It's blood, sweat, and tears most That's of the times. And then because the system is not based in a way that it's gonna make sure you are learning what you need to do. You have to learn even what you don't need to learn. Because mm-hmm. yeah. that test is still gonna hit you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's all about the final test. Yeah, it's all about that one final test. It's not about work. how cumulatively you've been doing in school. Oh, yeah. It's not like a normal final, like, in this country. You learn, like, everything from the four grades that yeah. you went through. Yeah. It's crazy. And then it's it's crazy because, um, just what Fela said, um, you've studied for four years, and then your life for those four years and everything that will happen after those four years is determined by two weeks of an exam. Dang, an exam crazy. which does not care if you're sick, does not care if an emergency happened. You have to do it. If you don't do it, then you, are, you and someone who didn't go to school are the same. Yeah, that's true. Oh, my God. Oh, it's, wow. oh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to mean that you have to go all the way back to the same class and you're going to have to do it as many yeah. times. Can you even yeah. redo a KCSE? I think you can, but you have to go back for two years. 
Nah, I can't do that. That must hurt. Oh I'm my so goodness. I'm so glad I didn't do KCIC in Kenya. So if same, because <laughs> I have test bad. test anxiety, so sometimes I have to like push back tests. Yeah, because I actually like really feel sick sometimes. If you're graduating when you're 18 years old and you, let's say for instance you don't pass, mm. that means you'll graduate high school when you're 20 years old. If you don't pass again, you'll graduate when you're 22, 22. years. Damn, <laughs> that would be so embarrassing. Oh my goodness. Now imagine if you do that here. Oh no! Hey, you would not be able to like live that down, honestly. Yeah. In Kenya, it's like people don't really like get on your case that much. Mm-hmm. But if you are here and then like you have friends, you see in this grade, and then you get left behind, and then you catch up with them. Let's say you go to the same college, they are gonna get on your case. They're gonna. You're not gonna have a good college. Yeah. Just to be honest. So from there, um, went to multimedia, and then. Um, a little bit of studying there and then i w- was so glad um god did connect me with someone who helped me to come here um i think you all know him um yeah. kevin kago mm-hmm. yeah so kevin kago and i um just met in a family event mm. and we we just clicked for some reason and him and i just got along very well like really very well if someone just walked into us and we asked this is just hypothetically if someone just walked in they would think um we've had a connection or we've been friends or close for more than 10 years mm-hmm. and we've we'd only met for like like a day or something like a day or like 2 hours or mm-hmm. 2 hours ish yeah wow, oh for, by the way for those for those who don't know who mm-hmm. Kevin Kago is he's a guy who bought this podcast right this yeah. podcast room he's a founder i guess kind of yeah pioneer yeah. pioneer so hey he has a big heart yeah. bless his heart yeah. yeah i know he if i asked him if i should have talked about this he should have he could have said no yeah, he doesn't like getting a recognition but um i was raised to recognize hard work and mm-hmm. people who will go above and beyond so all of this will not have been possible if it's not for him mm-hmm. and he's one of those people who always go above and beyond in everything that they're doing so mm. just want to take this moment just to you know recognize recognize him and thank him for everything oh yeah he's really helped me a lot yeah <laughs> yeah so um i go i got my f1 visa and then that's how i came to um the country of the free yeah, as you yeah. call it or mm-hmm. um the country where you can be anything you're going to be anything and the country that yeah. just rewards hard work I would say. opportunities what yeah. was like your first impression like you know in Kenya when you look at the United States you're like oh you don't got to it's this rich place you know but and when you come us, here you get a different a perspective yeah. what how what was your perspective before and, and after you started yeah. staying here i guess um so as you've said in Kenya people think America is New York like all of America looks like New York cuz that's, yeah, that's true that's what the movies show you and oh, you yeah. think like you'll see these um high rises um yellow cabs everywhere the streets with the lights and everything with uh, the that time, one song that one song <laughs> times square <laughs> and everything so that's the the vision i had and then i you came to i came to um Seattle that's where I landed and everything was so different and I was getting confused because I came almost winter and it was getting dark oh, very early so yeah. I was so confused yeah. and still I was f- trying to fight jet lag and everything mm. no you came at a different mm. age than us yeah I came here when I was um <laughs> excuse me 
I came here when I was 19. So that does not mean you calculate my age, but I came here when I was 19. I'm going to be on you. I came here when I was 19 in December. So 19? Yeah, in December. You see, you came when you were a little bit older, mature, you know? Yeah. Like me, I came when I was in class 8. How old is that? Like 15, 14? I'd say 14. 14, yeah. You see, there's a difference though. What I'm trying to say is like, there's a difference of when you come when you're a certain age. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because when you come when you're 18, you know, you know, you like you, you know how to move, if whatnot. I would say that depends on who you are as a person. Because look, and if you think about it like this, right? You're coming here in middle school, and Middle schoolers are not like it's oh, not, not it's not the best time it, it's not the best time to come to America. What makes middle you school. say that? Because it's just if you've been to middle school, you know how like middle school is. It's like in, they're influenced by media, yeah. Most likely. Like and you know they don't have like a mind of their own. Mm. I mean, I wouldn't say that everybody. Um, I don't like generalizing everything, but I would say no, no. In like I'm telling you, that's. How it is? Okay, <laughs> okay. Be, I'll say okay because I've no, I didn't do my middle school here, so I probably you don't can ask Brian. That right? Did you go to middle school here? Yeah, it's was there bullying? Uh, there was sort of. It depends who you hung around with. Mm-hmm. Basically, most of the time there was always a group of kids who were just like weird, weird group, <laughs> and you know they're gonna get bullied. I know those. And then there's people who just it's themselves. I know. Like you, you, you try to go talk to them. And that's like every stupid. institution though even high school and college high school you kind of cl- know yourself better come on but there's still clicks though there's right. still people who but are middle like school it's weird. different now I think oh, about different? it like this if okay. you're coming from kenya where like you know everybody you can just vibe with everybody and then you come here and you're like different accent different like language like you don't even know much of like english you know mm. you know how it is when you move you make that transition from kenya to simon you know right yeah, I can kind of relate to some of that, but I see how it can be very hard for someone who's in um, who's their early teenage ages, like mm-hmm. 14, 16. I see how that can be way harder than someone who's 19. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, you have that to was learn me. Yeah. I came at 14 without my parents, which I want to talk about that, by the way. Um, you know, it was it was quite interesting. The way you guys are saying, like being more influenced and stuff, I think... When you're younger, it's easier to be influenced and feel more of these like conflicting emotions than when you're older, you know? Like you're less mature when you're 14 than when you're 19. So like, uh, Simon, tell us more about um, like you coming here without your parents, you know? And then having to figure things out on your own. And above that, being an international student, how was that? Okay, um, I would say um, the challenges that I faced are the same challenges that everybody faced. Yeah. Um, so if you're an international student out there, um, probably don't let my story be um, a judging criteria for your situation or just making you feel like you're not doing well or like making you feel like I'm not doing well as well. So just this is my personal story. So when I came here, I was so lucky. Um, my, my dad says I'm the luckiest kid in the family. I'm always the luckiest one. Mm-hmm. And this... So when I came here, I live uh, and I'm still living with my um, family friends who's Kago's family. And they took me in as one of them. Mm. And so I just became an additional child to the family. So that did alleviate some of um, the stress that you would face as 
uh, a student who doesn't have a family here. So part of it was um, I just felt like I was at home. The only difference was I'm in a home in another country, but I just felt at home mm. um, as much as I would if I was at home. So just, and then they do have a very good support system. Like yeah. school is very hard. What I'm doing is very hard. Mm. I don't know. It's maybe easy for someone out there, but it's very hard for me. Mm. And what are you studying? <laughs> I'm studying mechanical engineering. Damn. So I don't know. Maybe <laughs> someone out there is like, "Oh, mechanical engineering is easy." Straight um, from Kenya into mechanical engineering, you see, this is. Well, for me, it was um, there's a lot of um, there's been a learning curve. If you know my history with, um, especially science and math, I'll talk more about that um, later on. Before I forget what I was about to say, so they're very supportive. Um, I want to give a shout out to them. They're very supportive, and I've never had any um kind of stress about um what i what, what will i eat where will i sleep because these guys are very supportive and literally they understand sometimes i'm going through a hard time because of school and they will just come in clutch every time like mom will look at me and mom will be able to know you're not doing okay something is not okay with you yeah. and she that's might another, that's another good thing about coming here and like going straight into a kenyan family right yeah you know because like you came from that culture into the same culture same culture yeah but they are used to the american culture yeah mom will know when i'm stressed and she'll yeah. know when i'm going to sometimes she'll just walk walk to me and she'll be like are, are you having exams and i'll be like yeah because she'll know when i'm stressed and also um i got lucky because i found a Kenyan community that had already um, come together. So I just had to put myself in the community as a piece of the puzzle, just uh, for myself to be to fit into that puzzle that they, are, they were trying to build. Also, um, so as a student, um, so this is just speaking from a student's perspective, um, having an F1 visa come, comes with its own challenges. It's one of the um, visas with the most restrictions because it's just built to make sure, it's built on a criteria of making sure that you're a student, you're here to study, you're not here to make money. Mm-hmm. So first thing, tuition is very expensive. That's the first thing that you, I, I, I really got surprised with. It was like tuition is very expensive and then scholarships are not, um a hundred percent guaranteed for international students. So mm-hmm. I know local students will do something like FAFSA, WAFSA, and they'll get like some of that tuition um alleviated from, from them. So as an international student, you can't apply to anything that's state funded or funded by the federal government. So I've gotten a couple of scholarships and I do wanna thank um those people who um, go back to the community and create private funds for all students. Mm. So, like, I will apply to a scholarship that's um, open to the whole school, and sometimes I'll qualify for those. And just a slide, um, 1,000, 2,000, 500, like, it's just going to add up at some point and just alleviate that um, burden of paying tuition on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and what uni do you go to right now, and how much is the tuition? Um, I go to... University of Washington, Tacoma. Mm-hmm. And 
the tuition kind of varies sometimes. It varies a lot. It's not a fixed number. Yeah. It might be like not crazy money for someone who's living and working in the US. But if your parents are working and living in Kenya, mm. for them to um, send that money to you, uh, pay that money f- for tuition is, is a lot of money. And one thing I want to say is my dad had an option or my parents had an option of saying, um, hey, you, got, you, you went into a good program in Kenya. They had an option of saying that you're in a good program in Kenya. This program is a new program in Kenya. You're guaranteed to have a job after graduation. And we're not going to spend all that money for you to go and study abroad. And and we're not even sure if you're going to go there, you'll study. So they had an option of saying no to me coming here. But they believed, they believed in me and they took the risk. And they've invested in me a lot. And they still keep investing in me. So I'm very happy and i feel um indebted to them and i just want to make sure at least um they enjoy the fruits of their labor because they sacrificed every luxury they could have and invested that in my future Education and yeah and it's very priceless because um this is an investment that can can be used anywhere in the world so nobody will ever take this from me that's one thing i know mm-hmm. I can I can lack the money, I can lack the luxury, but the education and the brain and the discipline that the program has brought into me, nobody will ever check that from me. That's beautiful. Hey, hey so you've conquered a lot. So like school life, you told us a lot about your home life and now how everything <coughs> is going so well. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, you're being taken care of at least, yeah. fina- you know, really well, mm-hmm. I would say. Just yeah, with all your basic needs taken care needs, of, you know, yeah, you that's beautiful. You know, you need that um, that uh, support system, and you have that. Yeah. So at school, how was it making new friends, making kind of your like kind because I, I let me just say this: I joined in a UW mentorship program for engineering, mm-hmm. and I met some people from UW Tacoma, and they told me they know you, and they've heard a lot about you, a lot of good things. So you've made your name known, and um, you know, like you've made a good name for yourself so how did you come from <laughs> kenya mm-hmm. to just come and like have your name known like that how did you do that hey, before you answer that how many years of college have you done like quarters or what or years or whatever how much like so how far are you in your education so far um right now i'm a senior uh i'll be graduating in june so everybody listen to this you're welcome to <laughs> Come to my graduation in June. Yeah, bring um, money. Best bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you can, you don't have to, but um, that would be good. Um, probably we'll share more details as we get to know when the date will be and the venue. Yeah. Um, right now, we just don't know. We just know we'll be done in June. Yeah. You went to a community college and now you went to a university, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so when I got here, um, I, I did two years of community college. and It's a good way to... Um, Save do money do your education because you save money. Yeah. And especially as someone who's coming from Kenya, I would say that was the wisest decision because um, the first year of community college allowed me to make as many mistakes as I would and I didn't have to pay a crazy price for that. So first year of community college was more of an experimental um, time for me. That's when I was trying to... Um, reorient myself to this whole new system environment mm-hmm. yeah. system, all mm-hmm. that. wait even the weather you had to get yeah used even to. the weather <laughs> and also like the education was 
the craziest part because in Kenya in high school we don't mm-hmm. we don't use computers we don't yeah. we oh, everything yeah. we do um by hand and paper, paper so yeah. so if you're writing an, an essay you're writing it by paper oh, and pen exactly. so coming here you have to type that out so I was I was a very slow typer and then everything is online so there's all these skills of like how do I submit this how do I do this so I feel like if I went straight to uni or like a grad school um, after Kenya, I've been so confused. So that first year was very graceful to me and I made so many mistakes and yeah. it was so sad because COVID also happened. Oh, yeah. Mm, oh, no, that made no. it even more tougher for you. Dang. Yeah, so um, okay. it was all chaos and navigating through the chaos and sometimes it was really hard, honestly. Uh, I mean, people say like the first year of college should be the easiest so but for me it was uh it was pretty tough because i was still trying to figure out everything and also these times i felt i i don't know if is this worth it like because at that point if someone tells you everything you're doing is gonna pay off it's your first year you're looking at your first year and you're saying i have to do this for for other times mm-hmm. for for the for it to pay off so you tell me it's gonna pay off at some point in my future that it kind of seems like right. you you're trying to make fun of me <laughs> at some point. Mind you, the person is not going to the same situation. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. always those people who are doing like economics, yeah, and psychology, they are, and they're paying for their university. <laughs> they work every day. Yeah, oh, their parents earn the money, exactly. like pay for them. You know. So I understood something um, about um, America is it's it's not about. Okay, it's more of about what skills you have, what you can do, and how smart you are. But also a big part of that is who do you know? That's true. You have to make a lot of connections at this. Yeah, connections. Resources. And that's that's a problem I see with uh, most students is they believe in what they know and they believe in the knowledge they have from school. Mm. They don't go above and beyond to put their name out there or to put themselves out there. That's me. To meet other people. And that, I'm not saying it's always going to hurt you, but it's not the best way to live life because right now, um, if I'm looking for something or if I'm trying to get like a letter of recommendation, I already know like an endless list of people who I've worked with, people who I've talked to, Mm. I've interacted with. And also just these people um, will always put your name out there as well. So, if they find opportunities that they think, oh, this person might be interested in this, or let's say Jay might find this more um, fun to do, or might this might benefit Jay. The first thing that comes into mind is, I'll send this to Jay just to make sure he gets this opportunity. Mm-hmm. So, okay. but if they don't know you, or if your interaction with them was so Poor vague or so bland, yeah. they'll be like, oh, here's an opportunity that can help a young person. And they'll be like, I'm just going to send it. Whatever. Or I'm yeah, just going to, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to care about it. Speaking of this, right, you you had told me something about you. In, so in your previous, in the community college, yeah. speaking of like putting your name out there, didn't you create a whole club? Yes. Um, that's another thing. Um, so as students will go to school or college and we'll find out we love something. And then we'll find out the school does not offer that thing. And then we'll be like, oh, that's it. The school does not offer this, so I'm not going to do it. Oh, that sucks. Mm-hmm. So 
if it's not in the school, why don't you just create it for yourself? Ooh. I know it kind of sounds selfish, but yeah. everything I did was more geared towards how can I improve myself as a person. I didn't up helping other people. Yeah, I didn't sit down. There's no day I ever sat down when I'm planning and said, "Oh, this is this will help everybody." Yeah. No, it's <laughs> mainly like I want to have this skill. How can I help myself? Mm-hmm. And in the process, I find out, oh, this person also needs the same skill, and that's how we ended up all being in the same group and just. So seeing a problem and trying to solve it mm-hmm. will help you and help someone who's next to you, and yeah, that's some. It's gonna help someone who's next to that someone, and in the end, there's this. Um, ripple effect that you're creating you're just helping everybody around you whatever you're thinking that is that you need mm-hmm. other people also need it but like mm-hmm. yeah it's like then they're also scared so you have to make that first step to, to yeah yeah and i will say the worst thing that could happen is just failing yeah, oh, yeah. and you will never find out if you could have failed or passed until you try it so if you don't do it mm-hmm. and the same person who does it and fails you guys are the same. The only difference is the person who failed might have learned something along the way, but you didn't plan anything. So uh, when I went to community college, I was so stressed out and I just realized I, was, um, I wasn't very talkative to people. I was a little bit shy and um, I just kept to myself a lot. Exactly, because you came a from lot. Kenya. Yeah. I came from Kenya. That's and exactly I, how it was for me when I came here in middle school. Oh. Uh, and there was no, I don't remember if, I've only had one other international student from Kenya, but he just stopped showing up um, <laughs> on the second day of orientation. He, I think he transferred to another school or he went back. I don't know. He just didn't show up. So again, now I'm on myself. So I just realized something. Um, the worst thing someone could do is going to say hi to someone and then having them walk away. I was like, it's fine. If I can see with that fact, it's fine. I'm just going to talk to as many people as I can. So I'll, I'll, I used to go to school with a daily go of, today I'll make t- 10 new friends, talk to them and say hi. 10? And compliment them. Yeah. Each day? Yeah. So would Each you, would you day. advise us to do that, to like have, have a mentality of, okay, make friends? I wouldn't say that it depends with what you're trying to gain. For me, I was trying to improve on my communication. Mm-hmm. I was okay. trying to build my communication skill. And also, I was trying to just understand what's the cultural difference in the way you interact mm. with people here and the way I interact with Kenya. people in Kenya. Because yeah. it's a bit different. Yeah, it's not even, a, it's a lot different. Like, yeah. Yeah. first of all, people here like, are more technology-based than in Kenya. Yeah. Kenya, you can't walk around and find people with technology. Yeah. Going from elementary to middle school to high school, the only time you probably fi- find people with electronics is probably in college, right? Yeah, and people here, um, like the whole aspect of personal space, that's not something in Kenya yeah. that we <laughs> really talk about or like discuss. So here I had to learn about respecting personal space and also just reading cues of when someone is telling you indirectly, I need my personal space, yeah. you better step aside. Because yeah. then in, if you're coming from Kenya, you can mistake that and you just do whatever you want. Yeah. And mm-hmm. It could get you in a lot of trouble because you don't know. Like yeah. You literally didn't know that's what they wanted. They didn't want you to like, you know, you know what I mean. Though. Talk to them or like yeah. be around them and stuff. Yeah, and, and you talked about like making ten new friends every day. Yeah, I assume we mean like first maybe acquaintances, acquaintances. not just friends. That's the word I was looking for. But and, I, and then like, how do you how you, how do you um d- differentiate between making a friend and making an acquaintance? Like, how did you you know pl- do that? 
right now I'll tell you, um, if I was to list how many acquaintances I have, it's going to be a couple of weeks before I wrap up the list. Uh, okay. And friends, very few, very few friends. Um, the way you know a fr- who's a friend, it's someone who's pushing you every day. Like mm-hmm. whenever you feel you're so good at something, they are pointing out as many flaws about you than you had ever even thought about. Someone who's not ashamed, someone who will defend you in public, but in private or black, whatever you did was so dumb. <laughs> they will call you out and tell you exactly what you need to hear. And these are the people um, who, like it's very, someone does not have to be your acquaintance for 10 years for them to be your friend. You can meet someone and in two days, they're in your friend circle. They, they didn't even become your acquaintance first, but just the interaction you had and the vibe, yeah, like it tells you this is someone who will help you. So that's something I kind of do a lot. I am, I'm yeah, always like as possible. Yeah, I'm you always really are to be I'm, honest. I'm always reading people as much as I can because um, I'm trying to make sure I'm, I'm I'm having the right people in my circle because mm-hmm. I want to have someone who will help me, someone who will build me. I'm not saying it's bad having people you're helping all the time, but the more people you have who are taking from you and you don't have someone who's filling up your cup, your cup is going to run dry. Mm -hmm. So just having people who are adding to that cup so that you can share it with the rest, that's what I'm looking forward to. Mm -hmm. So these people are the people who will tell you, hey, like, okay, a good example will be like, sometimes we'll have exams. Someone will be like, Okay, let's go. Let's go out and like let's just go hang out. Okay, I'll be like, no, I can't do that right now because I have exams. And a true friend will understand. Mm-hmm. But if you keep pressuring me and bugging me, I at that point I don't know if you really care about my life. To you, what I'm doing is is useless. Yeah, you're just thinking about the now instead of my future. Yeah, 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 like. A friend is someone who will invest in your future. I, w- like when I went to UW, I, these people, I was like, this is someone I'm going to keep in my circle no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. Someone, you, can, you can tell. You can yeah, tell. Yeah. Someone who's telling you about, so um, I won't mention names, but the first interaction we had was, let's be the first people in our family to have a patent under our names. A what? A, a patent. What's a patent? So I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Patent. Patent, um, P-A-T-E-N-T? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Patent. Patent. So if you design something, then it's just saying you own the rights to that design. Oh, I've never thought about that. So here's like, let's be the first one in our families to have a patent in our, in, in our names. Mm-hmm. And now um, we're, we're really working towards that at some point and we're trying to, I know it's going to happen at some point. I don't know when, but I'm sure it's going to happen. The next thing now we're talking about is um, how we will start a small consulting firm. Wow. So hey, big moves. Yeah. Mm. It doesn't have to happen tomorrow. It doesn't have to happen 10 years from now. But we just know it's going to happen at some point. To be honest, you do need those types of friends who are ins- who are inspiring you to, like, let's say, invest. Yeah. And stuff yeah. like that. Like a bias, duty, land or something, you know? Yeah. So if you see, so this is someone who's trying to open my eyes and tell me hey you can do better than what you're doing because most people will be like i'm just gonna go to school get a job work, buy my work, house buy my house and that's it but this person is like hey there's more to life than that 
So when I when I was talking to people, those are the kind of things I was trying to evolve. So I'll just go sit with someone during lunch and I'm like, um, where are you from? Um, what's your major? And then we'll start a conversation of like, um, what do you hope to achieve with your major? And that was just a way of me of gauging um, who the person is or just interacting with them or just tell me a little bit about your family. Mm-hmm. Just think, um, what's the driving force behind what they're doing and everything? Yeah. Do you think like where they're from makes a big difference or can you just make a friend like that who is from I mean, the US? Personally, my friends are so diverse. I have friends from almost everywhere. That's good. I don't think your background defines who you are. And do they do they each talk about different things or do they talk about the same thing like like how can I put this? You know how Kenyans they talk about let's say I want to make more money. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Do like let's say somebody from do you have friends from Asia like Korea? Or oh yeah, a lot. Yeah, you yeah. I've <laughs> seen them. Yeah. They came to his graduation. That's true. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so do they does it like do they talk about different things than let's say we do? Um, I would say at the end everybody will at some point talk about money because mm. it's it's a form of it's what you trade your comfort, your basic needs and everything with. Mm. But uh most of these people are just very goal oriented. Goal? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about money, but someone will be like, I'll start a company and this is what the company will do and the company will be giving me a return on investment. So that's talking about money indirectly. Okay. Yeah. And I would say most of the skills I've had I've learned about my f- from my friends. So in class especially, even in class and you're a loner. Mm-hmm. Who sits in the back by themselves. By themselves. And yeah. as soon as class is done, you're walking out, you're going home. Oh yeah, you'll never make friends like that. It's gonna be very hard for you to make friends. And yeah. but do you, you think it happens during the first quarter or the first year, or it's gonna take a couple like two, three years? You, I would say it's all always about putting yourself out there because mm. I know people who still do that right now, and they're almost graduating, but they—that's who they are. Um, personally, I, I it's gonna sound weird, but I feel. Life was not meant for you to survive alone by yourself. There's so much you can do efficiently if you have the right people on task. So I I'm, I met so many friends and all of them, I know if I want this done, this is the right person to contact. If I want, oh, if I want help in this, this person can't help me. Even though they will love to help me, yeah. they don't have the necessary skills, but this other person will help me. Like, let's say you have like a hard class yeah, and you have like a friend who's really good at that class. Yeah. You can... Like ask them for help or, yeah. Like, wow, that yeah. yeah, that's gonna that's come in handy. As especially if you start doing head classes, you'll find out, you'll start understanding specific classes than other classes. Mm. So if you have a friend who's pretty good at writing code, programming, mm. you wanna keep that person in check all the time because every time you run into a programming issue, that's a person you wanna reach out to. You find someone who's very good at computation, so and sketching and drawing and all that. So just having people you can call and rely to, mm. and this is the main problem I faced in education. I was so afraid and so nervous of asking for help. I always thought people would think I'm dumb if I reach out. Yeah, mm. 
And I would spend so much time. So I'll have an assignment. It's supposed to take me approximately um, 45 minutes to finish the assignment. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go to office hour and I wouldn't reach out to my friends. You just go home. I would just go home and try and do the whole assignment by myself. Yeah. And then I would find instead of spending 45 minutes on that specific assignment, I'm spending like two, three hours. So yeah. all this time could have been used in doing something else. But I, just because I was so afraid of reaching out and asking for help, even from my instructor, mm-hmm. I'm using up so much time than I should. Yeah, so at this, at this point, it's come to a point whereby I'll solve something. If it doesn't work, I'll go back, look at it, and try and see what am I doing wrong. Mm-hmm. I can only do that three times. If it doesn't happen, I'll reach out to a friend and tell a friend, hey, look at my work. What do you think I'm missing here? If my friend can't figure it out, then I'll go to an instructor. Mm-hmm. So it's more of, I'm trying to work as efficiently as I can because at the same time, I have jobs, I have clubs, I have organizations to support, and I also have other things outside school to do. Okay. So the more efficiently I can do everything, the better that I, that, that I can be at every task that I'm doing outside. Yeah, and the, and the, the higher you go or the, the more you mature, you realize you're not good at everything. Yeah. You, you, there's something you're just bad at and somebody else is good at, better, better at than you are. Yeah. You know, so you need each other. I like that. I like it really that. works out even before college oh, yeah. in high school. Like you need friends like that. But in high school it's kinda more harder to find them. Yeah, it's you have to go to somewhere where there's like a lot of like diverse di- diversity. Diversity, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's and more broad. Speaking speaking of um you're a senior, what's your plans for after college? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um I feel that's one question I've answered about ten Three. times in the last ten. month. Ten? <laughs> yeah. A lot of people have been asking you? Yeah, everybody's like, hey, you're graduating. What's what's next, man? Family or just friends or everybody. Both, yeah. So um right now I'm in this part in my life where I'm trying to think what's best for me. I don't care what anyone out there thinks is best for me. It's about all about you. What do I think is best for me? I mean, you can come with all this good advice that you think is gonna work for me, but at the end of the day, if you don't like it, before I go to bed, I'll sit down and ask myself the conversation I had with um, this person. How well did I benefit from that? Do I think they're trying to put me in the right path, or are they just telling me what they think is right for me, and they don't know my whole story? Yeah, yeah, and that I'm not saying it's wrong that we have a generation or like a community here that's trying to guide you all the time Mm. at the end of the day it's fine tell me what you think is best for me maybe i'm blind to some things but i have to sit down and ask myself okay like you cancel it out yeah i have to look for what's gonna help me in the conversation and what's meaningful to me at that point Mm. because you're telling me what you think is right in your own opinion but you've never lived a day in my life Mm. so you don't know what's best for me and I'll sit down and ask myself, what do I think is best for me? It's the same thing with my dad. And he knows this. He will tell me what he thinks is right. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the conversation, he always says, but that's just my opinion. Okay. So okay. I like that. What he's basically telling me is, I've told you all this, mm-hmm. but you have a right to say no to all this and do what you think is best and for take you. Take the pieces yeah, that synthesize. you want. It's your choice. So yeah. he's, he's telling me, hey, if, if it doesn't work your way, I had told you all this, it's... Basically, like t- telling me, you have to take charge of your life. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So right now, what I'm trying to do 
is um, I'm in this spot whereby I'm trying to weigh between going to grad school and working. And also, most people will be like, hey, just go to school, work. Just go to school, finish school, because if you go to work, you won't have the momentum to come back to school. I'm like, that's you. Yeah. That's not me. <laughs> I know myself. I can go to work and I'll still get the momentum if I want to. Because my brain will be able to focus to what I need at the moment. If I want to go to school and become That's a full good. student, I will. Yeah. At any point. It doesn't matter if I'm 60 or not. I know I will. It might be harder, but I will. So right now, I'm still trying to weigh between going to grad school and working. But right now, what I'm seeing is I'm weighing more into working fast, um, at least um, two to three years. And then the reason why I'm trying to work for two to three years is to gain um, that hands-on experience, mm. and also just to put my name out there more in yeah. industries. So it can make it easier for you to apply to bigger companies. Yeah, in the future. Mm-hmm. And That's all the experience you have yeah. in resume. Yeah, and also just being able to see how well what I've learned mm-hmm. in school and how that transferred to the actual world. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I have parents. My parents are growing old. Yeah. I need to support them, and also I need to alleviate the load Mm. of paying tuition from them. Yeah. I want to take charge of my tuition. Working for two to three years will set me good for grad school. Because nice. you can work for a company that's going to pay your grad school mm. if you just work for them for maybe like three years or four years. So why don't you just go work for four years and then you have someone pay your grad school? Grad school. Yeah. That's really good. Have, you, have, you already, have you already done those job applications and stuff? Yeah, right now I'm, I'm still working on some applications. I've done a couple of interviews and... Um, I'm still trying to look out there to see what company um, has what I want. So that's the other thing. Um, If you're applying for jobs, um, especially if you're in a good career, um, the money will never be a question. Yeah. Yeah. The money is still going to come in. The money will still ever come in. Do you read the description and like, let's say you want to, let's say you want them, like how do you do it? Like they have a description and you just read it and you see what you want and if it's in what you and when uh, you answer when you answer that, like also like do you use LinkedIn or Indeed or what do you use? Um, so another thing that I do is I reach out to recruiters and ask them, Hey, what do you like about working in this company? So I just don't want a company that will pay me good money and at the end of the day I'm just someone else in the company. Yeah. I want a company that cares about me. Like the company I I did my internship oh, in yeah. summer, if given a chance, I will always go back to that company because they don't care about, they look at you as a person first Mm -hmm. and then they know you're a person, you're a human being and you have all these things outside work. Mm -hmm. This company is more geared towards improving you as a person because they know if they invest in you, Mm -hmm. they're going to get a lot. You're going to give back a lot to the company. Yeah, And that's the kind of work environment I'm looking for. I don't want a company that's trying to squeeze everything they can out of me without even trying to invest anything in me. Yeah, I remember you told me you made this, uh, what is it called, like a project for them. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us more about that? Because that one was actually pretty interesting. Um, you just started and you already made a project for them and now they like like you. So my, I had a good supervisor whose main job was trying to um, improve me every day and I he's, he's, he's so awesome. So he actually um, pointed me towards um, building a project for the company um, that was mainly geared towards um, their quality assurance and quality control. Mm-hmm. 
So the goal of the project was to reduce the time that's used in doing the QAQC for the company because yeah. the more time they save, the more money they save. And I worked on that all summer and at the end, um, it was something good and the, my supervisor was so happy and the poor above him was so happy about it. And right now it formed a baseline for um, a new software they're building for the company. Nice. Tying nice. into the internship, uh, this is like a question I have because I I got this scholarship which I'm with. It's called uh, WSOS. Uh, so they gave me like a list of internships, right? Mm-hmm. And I have it. It's like Nintendo, Microsoft, and as a student, when you see that, you're stuck at that point. You're like, what yeah. What do I do next? Like, do I apply for it? Do I go to it? Or what 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 could I do? So. I've seen many people um, who save jobs on the, the save jobs to apply to later and they never do it. So this is something I wish um, someone told me earlier on. Applying for a job or looking for a job is a full-time job by itself. You have to dedicate, okay, a lot of time it, might to be, it? Yeah, it might be different for other people, but this is how I do it. Every Friday... Um, is a day to do connections with people on LinkedIn to reach out to these people and then every Saturday morning is a time to hunt for jobs and apply for jobs you don't have to do it my way whatever works best for you but for me I have a busy week and I if I don't dedicate a specific set of time to apply to jobs I'm not going to do it every week mm-hmm. so I took applying for jobs as a job itself mm-hmm. so every every week I dedicate to about um, four hours a week to improve my career. That's good. That's the time I used to reach out to people on LinkedIn. That's the time I used to research companies, and that's the time that I used to apply for jobs. Hey, speaking of speaking of, uh, actually, go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna switch topics. Okay. Oh, 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, not switch topics, yeah. but like I'm gonna like keep it honest. But okay. So you talked about you have a lot of stuff on your plate, right? You have to do all that. You even have like. I don't know how many jobs, so many clubs. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. So how do you plan out? You said you plan out like a few, you know, hours mm-hmm. a week or something. But how do you specifically plan out your day? And how Wait. do you actually like, what apps do you use? Wait, what do you do? Before we get there, I have a question. Simon, Yeah. you said something about, um, you said something about, you, when I was talking to you personally, you told me that you never used to be like so yeah. school oriented like this. How did you get yourself into that mindset? You know, some of us are going to college <laughs> and we're trying so hard to like get into school mindset and like actually like, and it's also tying in with what they're talking about, about planning. Yeah. Do you think you can just like let us know how you did it, how you got yourself into that mindset like that? Okay. Um, so I'm going to do a little bit of a flashback mm-hmm. to Kenya. So um, if you call my dad, um, he'll tell you the same story is, I used to perform so bad in school. You see? I used to perform so bad. Um, like, the running joke was, whenever my dad is trying to look for my... So I don't know if you guys know this, but in my my, my high school, um, they will put everybody's name and scores oh on a sheet. They will oh. print it out and paste it on the walls. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. So... Blackboard... So <laughs> 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 number 18 out of 20 
Literally. Two out of 500 marks. Yeah, ours was so bad because in high school, we had, I think, a class of close to 380, I think, 400 students. So it's like you'll get a position overall that's three digits. You're ranking in the school. So I remember the running joke was um, when my parents go to school, um, if they want to look for my name, they shouldn't waste time looking from, from the top. top. Go, go from the bottom. They should <laughs> just go through the last um, page and start looking from there. And then all they have to do is just count like two or three and then they'll find me there. Yeah, literally, just, that's me. Did that, oh my bad. did that motivate you to continue with, with just I don't education? Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. What, I don't think, what made I don't you think actually that turn, you, yeah, actually, turn 360, I mean actually, 180? That, that, that was the opposite. It was yeah. more demotivating. Exactly. Imagine seeing your name <laughs> on the bottom every single day and your but, parents have to come but see But I think that. like if you see it and then your parents talk to you about it, you, and then hey, like, that's not going to help you. That's not going to yeah. help? It's not going to help. Yeah. So just gonna be here's how mine happened. I... I I just don't know how, like if I'm being honest, I part of it, I just, f- sometimes I feel like it, I want to say it happened overnight, but it didn't happen overnight if I was being honest. So um, in Kenya, we did have these things that were called um, parents, um, I don't know, I don't remember the name. Conference? No, no, it's where your parents come and you walk, I think it's like clinic, clinical days. You, you and your parents walk to, Every teacher who teaches the subject that you're learning. So um, I'm doing like all these subjects and me and my parents have to walk to all these instructors, talk to them, and they have to say, oh, oh here's a problem with your son. Your son does this in class. Your son does not do his assignment. Your son is always oh, sitting in the back. Yeah. Your son is always making noise. Your son is always sleeping. That's, That's why he's getting an E <laughs> in my class. Oh, yeah, E. You guys. <laughs> yeah, in Kenya, we have grade E. Yeah, we do. So, an E is the same as an F. It's just that they make it sound fancy. Yeah. Um. So, I would walk to, uh, to all these instructors, and it, it was really breaking my heart a lot because my, if you know my dad, he invests so much in education because he's a teacher himself. And he actually ended up um, doing academic as a business for him, so he's he's always loved anything to do with academics. My dad is so he's so invested in academics. Like right now, I can teach him. If I tell him sit down, I'll, I'll teach you a concept of engineering. He'll be so happy. He's not even gonna use it. He's not even gonna understand it. But he, he will be so excited. Know. He yeah. wants to know, and he will actually take notes. That's wow. good. That's that's maybe yeah. that's where you get it from. It's that knowledge. <laughs> So um, when we we'll walk to my instructors, I remember um, there's this one instructor, and I, I will okay. She used to teach Swahili. Um, I'm, I'll be honest, because at this point I, there's no need of flying. She, her, for her, she hated me so much. It was so personal. She didn't even hide it in front of my parents. She actually said a lot of mean things. I think my. That was the first time I saw my mom's eyes watery, watery, like in public. That's so bad. Because if the instructor is saying something negative about your son, you can't stop them because they're speaking what they think is the truth. In their heads, they're they're like, why my son? Yeah. Why him? So my parents will feel so bad about it. And then this thing my dad always told me. So my dad has a school and he'll tell me, son, so God tasked me with, 
with this task of selling education to people and making other kids pursue education and instilling education in other kids. So why do you think my son will never have a good education? Like, he always asks me that all the time. And I'll be like, I don't have an answer for that. He'll tell me, don't you think it's so shameful for me to um, be a teacher all my life? I've great minds have passed through my hands and I've seen people do great things who were my students. And my son is not amounting to anything. So he 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 didn't know that kind of made me sad. Yeah. And it takes a while for that to kick in in your head, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so I will be like, dang, okay, that, that's sad. I understand. Mm-hmm. But what do you want me to do? Like, I'm doing exams. I'm failing. Mm-hmm. And then my dad will make sure if we close school today, for instance, mm-hmm. tomorrow, I'm starting my tuition. We close school on a Friday. I'm starting my tuition on a Monday. And tuition will end one day before school. So basically, I've never had an academic break in my life. Wow. Wow. So, so no, he, let me tell you something. You know the thing about us, right? To If they take us to tuition, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to like, they're taking you there to scare you or something. Okay. You know what I mean? Well, how was your tuition, first of all? How how was it, like, them taking you to school? How was how are the teachers treating you and stuff like that? Basically, it's the same. I had good teachers, and they did believe me in, believe in me a lot. And they were like, um, we'll have these focus sessions, and they'll teach me. And then, so the saddest part was when um, we'll do, like, end-time exams, go home, same grade E. But I'll be like, okay, so we've spent all this money, and... We're still getting an E, we're still getting a D plus. So we're still getting a D at, at the best. So part of this became so personal to me. And for those who know me, I'm very um, competitive. Yeah. I don't like being challenged. I'm not saying it's a, okay, I do accept facts. and so I do. you don't like losing. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, who does? I like proving, <laughs> I like proving people wrong. And so all these instructors, they started saying bad things about me. How I'll fail. Um, one of my instructors said, um, Kijana, five years down the line for Pereira Kwam Django. Oh, brother. Oh, damn. And I was like, okay, fine. That that kind of hurt me, but okay. Yeah, people are really just like haters. She used to say a lot of things um, about me, you know, making it, in, making it in life. I know I've not made it yet. Um, she used to say a lot of things about me um, being a failure. She'll come to class and she'll walk in and the first thing she'll be like, where are we going to Makanga? Oh, yeah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, that guy is crazy. I don't know. I don't what, know. What do you do I would just, d- just stop existing in this other <laughs> after that. Yeah, she predicted you're going to be a Makanga. That's crazy. It's <laughs> crazy. I think the audacity is crazy. What do you want to do now? What you want to do now? People, the people with our brain, and she's like, Kijana. and then like sometimes she's like, Kijana, na futa bagi. <laughs> yeah, that's how she'll true. say. And if I could think of the words they used to tell us, <laughs> I honestly, looking down in high school, I don't know at what point in her life, um, that I don't know why she started hating me for no reason. I think it's because I'm very assertive, and if you make a mistake, I don't care how old you are or like. At what point of authority you are, I'll call you out and I'll tell you, hey, I don't think that was right. Um, there's better ways of doing things. I'll call you out in, in the, the most polite way. 
in public or in she's private? Gonna be in private. Oh, okay, course. okay, yeah. And then it's gonna touch her somewhere. So the problem with um the Kenyan mentality of most people is, hey, I'm old. I know what I'm doing. You can't correct me because you're young. Mm, so I think that annoyed her a lot, and now uh, everything she did was so personal. I remember um the last um clinical day we had before I turned around um when my sh- she told my parents she said, oh. Honey, was the only one who was happy She was like, "Kijana, was that why we could even when we couldn't make part of She was like, "Mama, on a ski, Haji." So that that kind she of she told that to your mother. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yo. Stop <laughs> laughing. It's not even that's messed up. No, that it, it is, but yo, that's so deep. The way the way she said it though is so, funny. That's uh, so deep. Yeah. I mean, and then I just sat down and asked myself, "Why? Why? Why do I fail?" and What's the difference between me and the person who's passing? That's when I said, I'll look at my life from someone else's perspective. Because looking at your life in your own perspective, you become so blind to your shortcomings. You don't even see how much time you waste. You don't see how inefficient you are. You don't see how lazy you are. Wait, looking at your life in your own perspective, you don't see... Yeah, you're so blind to all these things. So I started trying to see my life from someone else's perspective. So it all started with this. I will sit down. Okay, I'm doing my homework. And then I'll start doing my homework and then I'll put my pen down and I'll start thinking random thoughts about, oh yeah, tomorrow I'll go play football. Tomorrow, I'll. So I'm like, Sometimes. looking at my clock, I'm like, oh my God, I just wasted one hour of prep doing nothing. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to set my books here. I'm going to, let me go fetch some water. Mm. I start walking get some water and then so you get distracted you don't even go back to your homework yeah i say and then i put and then i start talking to someone and before i do my homework i'm like okay let me now go to the bathroom so that i can settle down in mm. preps was supposed to start at 6 30 i'm settling in at 9 and preps and ends at 9 30 yo you didn't have to actually be in class though at by 6 30 nobody yeah. was coming to check we had to be in class we had to be in class we had to be in class but sometimes like I'm trying to settle in. I have a book there. The book is upside down. I'm not even reading it. It's just showing that in, in case Page a, a teacher come, yeah. I'm just sh- <laughs> I'm just showing I'm busy, but I'm not busy. So yeah. I'm trying to talk to my friend. I'm trying to catch up with them. Mm. So I just so okay. This is so much time I'm wasting, and that's why I'm falling behind. That's why I'm not doing my homework. So I said, so I said, um, coming next quarter, I'll start improving myself. And then I was like, wait a minute. If I say coming next quarter, I'll improve myself. That's not a good thing because if I have to make a change, I have to start initiating it right now. So next quarter, I'm so good at it. I've already adjusted myself and I'm not struggling so much with it. So I started... That that reminds me of that one uh, medali that says, Leo ni leo, mzamakesho ni muongo. That's that's a good one. Can you tell them what that means, by the way? So it means um, if you plan on doing something today or anything, you have to take action at the moment. If you say you'll take action tomorrow, you're, you're a liar. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself, which is true. Because I've seen people who be like, oh, they'll start studying, and then before they settle in, it's like 3.47. I'll be like, okay, I can't start to study until it's 4, 4 p.m. Like, I can't start to study until it's like 4 or 5. Like, yeah, even number. <laughs> it's an even number. Who told you your brain cares about that? If you have to study or if you have to do something, do it right and then. Stop waiting for Oh, let me wait for thirty minutes to pass so that the time evens out. You don't have to study. You don't have to start studying at an even number. So, 
I was that kind of person who would wait for an even number and the more I waited, the more that number never came. <laughs> yeah. So I started slowly by slowly um, pushing myself and making sure all homeworks are done. So I had a rule. If I go to preps, I'm not going to talk to anybody until I finish all the homeworks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I break that rule, I'm not going to bed until I finish the homework. That was the other rule. Wow. So in Kenya, we're so lucky. We don't have the 11.59 rule. It's the homework is going to be collected the next day in class. So you can do your homework at 4 a.m., 2, p- 2 a.m., 3 a.m. So I started saying, I'm going to punish myself. It's okay. This is going to sound sad. <laughs> if you're out there, don't judge me. I'm a good person. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a sadist or anything. <laughs> It's just that I had to instill discipline in myself. So I started saying, if I go to preps, I can make as much noise as I want. I can waste as much time as I want in the day. But truth be told, I'm not going to that bed until I finish everything that needs to be done today. Not just for the sake, but in the best way possible. So sometimes I will waste so much time um, talking to my friends because also I'm I'm not trying to lose my friends or anything, yeah. and and that will come and they'll all go to bed and I will like oh yeah I'm just gonna be left around I'm just gonna finish this up I'll meet you guys in the dorm, and I will stay up so late. Sometimes I, they had to kick me out of class, and if they kicked me out of class. I would just go. We had a uh, a common area in every house. Um, they had like a TV. I'll just go there. That that area was set for us to study. I'll go there and I'll start studying and I'll be like, I have to finish this. So my instructor slowly started noticing that my other instructors, not the one instructor. And they were very, um, they started commending me a lot. And my physics instructor um, was called Mr. Sitati. Um, he was very good and very positive and very supportive. And that's when I started falling in love with physics. Who are you? Because yeah. of oh, him? Wow. Yeah. He was a physics teacher. Who, yeah. And then he made you like physics. He made me like physics, actually. And I abhor physics. For the first time. <laughs> I would want to learn physics. For the first time, I got a B. Hey. I got a B. Like, nobody could tell me anything. Like, okay, it's fine. <laughs> I had all these C's, all these D's. But all I could talk about is that B on my, on my, on my report card. And physics is kind of hard. Yeah. Like getting a B in physics. What are you telling me, man? <laughs> what are you telling me? Bro, I always felt like... hard. At that man. point, I was feeling like I'm Elon Musk. <laughs> okay, okay, now, buddy. Okay. <laughs> you feel like Elon Musk before Elon Maybe. Musk. Tying Ta- like on to the, the, the teacher experience, do you feel like having a teacher that's understanding could really help you? Yeah. At least with passing... Cl- not even passing classes, finishing your assignments. Yeah. And... Um, that did help me a lot. And just having someone who's encouraging me, someone who's saying, hey, you guys will build things in the future. And I want to make sure, like, my kids are using things that have been built very well. So he kind of made it look so personal, like, your success is my success. He stopped looking down upon us. And slowly by slowly, I started realizing, hey, the more effort I put in, it's paying off. Finishing my assignments in time, I'm also going that extra mile. So, I was so bad at math. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, oh it God. happens. Don't worry. I think everybody's bad at math. Oh, my uh, God. Wait, wait, what kind of math? Of, no, no, Kenya, here we have. Kenya, In high school. Have, uh, 
in high school so bad at math and it's so combined yeah, yeah it was cumulative right Wait, and yeah. the thing is in kenya is in like education like ahead like one year ahead from here i don't know it's not like exactly a year but it, it is ahead for sure ahead. i don't, yeah, I don't exactly. think so Mo- most of because when i came here concepts. in eighth grade whatever we were doing in eighth grade we already did in seven in seventh grade if that makes sense i, I didn't even know so um so i said i was so bad at math so i decided hey on top of my assignment i'll do all practice sessions by myself i'm not even gonna go to my instructor i'll just starting i'll just start doing my practice so we had an assignment and on top of my assignment i'll do like at least like 20 20 plus questions for myself 50 plus questions mm-hmm. and then i'll like so we had textbooks that had answers at the back i'll just go check my work check my work whatever i didn't get i'll go ask my friends or my instructor and so i was just trying to get as much practice as i can because with the practice i would start to realize specific patterns i started realizing math is like a choreographed dance so you take this step so math is most people see it as just a mess but it's not a mess it's not chaos once you it's, learn like at least one little thing it gets so easy yeah it's not chaotic as people make it look but yeah. it's more of you have to take the steps so step one do this step two do this step three do this practice four, practice this. practice so practice. the worst part is people don't put in the effort or the practice to realize or visualize those steps but the more practice i did i would see a question and i'll my the first thing my brain would be like you need to check step 1 2 3 to get the answer so when it came to exams i'd already seen those things and my brain has already been used to seeing the steps and then most people who who don't do good in, in a subject they tend to keep their work vague they can't even understand their calculations so it's not organized so you just need to make sure your work is well organized you can catch your mistakes yeah and don't don't cheat because you won't even know what you did yeah. <laughs> oh oh yeah always be honest with yourself because that's how much you know how much you know yeah. so i started also like timing myself because you know exams are like time based and everything yeah. so i'll like time myself and i'll make sure i beat my time every time wow did that always happen or you had like some no. bumps in the road you know it didn't always happen but yeah So if the exam is supposed to take two hours, I will set a limit of one hour forty-five minutes every time, no matter what. Mm. To Beca- finish all the homework? No, no the like practice. Ex- yeah, oh. practice exam or something. Be- because that will help me be so good when the exam comes. I I already knew I if I do well, I have fifteen minute window of checking my work. And that's a day oh. before the test, or like that's just no, no, no continuously. No. It doesn't matter if we have a test or not. That's really good because I. N- personally myself and i know a lot of people too who they run out of like time during tests yeah. and it's not because they're dumb it's just because they're like taking slow or like when i shouldn't naswali and they just yeah. like jump over it or, or stay on it you know yeah and yeah. also i had this 15 minutes that i knew no matter what anxiety i had those 15 minutes will help me yeah cuz those 15 minutes were like oh in case i write a question and my mind just froze for like five minutes there's 10 minutes to recover yeah so i the more practice i did the more i started understanding things and then flash forward um that's how i 
I did my math and my physics, and I when I came here, I just realized um, there's so many opportunities here. The professors here will come down to your level. Yeah, they genuinely want to help you. They want to help you. They want to see you succeed. Back in Kenya, they don't care. I'm here. They're just there for a paycheck. <laughs> uh, they don't care if you don't understand. They don't care if you get a zero. Here, uh, I've been so graceful to meet one of, like, professors who are so good. They just want to see you succeed. I have professors, like, I'm going to call her out. Um, Dr. Dillard, she's my engineering professor right now. I don't think she even ever has a break. If you message her, she's going to reply to you anytime just to make sure you, you have the answers that you need, just to make sure you, you're understanding and you're not falling behind. Mm-hmm. So the more I talk to my professor, the more I started like, understanding myself. And honestly, that's how my brain opened up to um, STEM. And that's how I ended up from um, getting ease to going into engineering and it's, I know myself. I know those people who have to study to pass. Uh, some people don't have to study to pass, but I know myself. So time management is is one of the best things you can ever do in your life. Um, I know people people see, oh, we have all this time in a day. People be like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to wake up and move on with my day. I know people who are very good at that. They don't plan, but they will get everything they need to get mm-hmm. done in time and in the most efficient way. Yeah. That's not me. That's not me personally. I'm just going to be honest with you. The best thing you can do is be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. I've tried that, and trust me, I get so confused, I don't even do half of what I'm supposed to do. Oh my God, me too. And I spend so much time trying to clear up the confusion. So the first thing that I've um, always I always found useful is managing my time and I always plan my week every Sunday so every Sunday is when I'm planning my week and that's why sometimes if you just tell me something in the middle of the week and ask me hey can you do this I'll be like that's not in my schedule or I don't have the capacity to do that because I've already planned my week and probably if I say yes I'm taking off maybe time I should be resting or maybe time I should be working on another task so I try to plan my week and just make sure um, to keep it as as tight as I can because I have all these other things that I have to do because I have to work three jobs. So I work um, as a career, as a career, as a peer career coach for the school. Um, I also work as a coordinator in the Center for Student Involvement and also work as a research assistant for Dr. Hida Dillon. So I just have to make sure I'm on top of my task. And on top of that, I'm doing like 16 or 18 credits that are not simple, 300, 400 level classes. Wow. Annie, wow. Do you ever feel like you're going to just break down one day? Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Um, sometimes, there's those times it's, I'm like, yep. This is it. <laughs> it's hitting the deck. Um, <laughs> this is it. <laughs> but I, you just have to remind yourself, hey, you signed up for this and just reminding yourself why you're doing those things. Does your brain ever just fog up one day? Because with, with all that you're doing, I feel like so if your brain fogs up for like even an hour, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> like you, so you're done. here's the thing. I always tell people, if I'm late in the morning, mm. like there's this um, domino effect, mm. everything else is not going to go well because 
I'm late for this. I'm late for this. I'll be late for this. I'll be late for this. So all this is going to affect this. It's going to affect this. And at the end of the day, I'll sleep later than I should have slept. And now that's going to carry on to the next day. And I have to wait for Saturday to reset because everything is just piling up. And so how many people plan the day is, um, they say, I have these tasks to do. So I have to study, um, let's say, I'm going to give an example of what I do. So I have to study... um, uh, I'm trying to think. Can I use an example of my classes? Yeah, yeah. Because that's what my brain is thinking right now. So I have mechatronics. Um, I have what? Mechatronics. Mechatronics. Okay, yeah. don't worry. It's just a class. I'm just taking random classes. It's like mechanical electronics remove LA. Wait, this is like your major major you're taking. <laughs> no, no, no. That's just a class that I'm in right now. Yeah. I just thought of it because I was trying to think of how I look at it right now. So, okay, we can use other classes if you guys want. No, no, no. It's, no, it's okay. It's it, okay. Yeah, just it's we were just like kind of curious. Cur- yeah, okay. curious. So, so Nigeria, you're, 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 you're sharing big words at us, you know? Uh, <laughs> as we don't I know. Like, what? <laughs> Mechatronics? Okay, if you want me to use a generic example, I can. Uh, I don't want to no, 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 no. We like it. We Continue like with it, it so yeah. we okay. can learn. So, let's say I have mechatronics, I have heat transfer, I have a research methodology class and um, my capstone class. So those are like four classes. So I have those four classes, right? So let's say I have an assignment in each of those classes. Most people are like, oh, I have four assignments. Mm-hmm. And then they'll just put them in a to-do list. So what I do is I put a time in each of the tasks. Okay. So people will have tasks that don't have times. So I'm... So what that helps me with, it just helps me to be committed to a task at a specific time. So I know by this time of the day, I should be doing mechatronics homework. By this time of the day, I should be doing heat transfer. It's not, oh, by the end of the day, I should have done this. So because that will help me not waste too much time in the day. Mm -hmm. Because instead of saying like, I have until the end of the day to do this. No, I have until now to do this. I I always said like, premature deadlines for myself. I, the, the reason I, I call them premature is because they're way early than the actual deadlines mm. so that I get stuff done. So right now, Smart. I have a, the homework that's due on Tuesday. It's already been scheduled to be started tonight. Mm. So I'll start doing that tonight. I already So in, in my calendar, it's going to be like um, solve the first three questions of this homework. Oh yeah, that's a good one too. Don't do everything at once. Yeah. Like divide it in sections. Yeah. And then most people have a misconception of a day is a long day. Mm-hmm. So here's how I look at my day. So Jay asked me if I ever get um, tired or feel like I want to implode. So yeah. the reason why that barely happens is because I take care of myself a lot, a lot than people think I do. Mm-hmm. I have to make sure I sleep well. That's not all the guarantee sometimes. sometimes how, many, <laughs> how many hours? <laughs> Um, I try to aim for about um six seven hours a day. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's reasonable. Yeah, that's a reasonable. But most of the time, I tend to land six. Okay. Sometimes I can't promise on that. Sometimes it's gonna be three four hours a day, which is not always the best time. So sometimes it's three to four hours a day, which is not good. Mm-hmm. But what I try to do is I. I look at my day this way. So, 
it has 24 hours, right? Right. This is how people don't look at the day, 24 hours. How many hours of sleep do you feel like you need to be productive? I'll say seven for me. Seven. So 24 minus seven, how many hours do we have now? 17. We have 17 hours, right? Yeah. Okay. Getting ready, bathroom breaks in a day, da-da-da, all that. That's going to take roughly about an hour. Okay. So right now we have 16 hours in a day, right? Right. Okay. Lunch, dinner, and breakfast. How long do you think that's going to take you in a day? Combine it. I'm going to say three hours because I need to like walk. If I'm buying food, I need to walk there. I'm saying if you have food there. I already have food. Okay, okay. 30 minutes each. each, So that's one and a half hours. Let's say. Okay, let's even say an hour. An hour? Right. Okay. So how many hours do you have? You 15. You have 15 hours, right? Mm-hmm. In those 15 hours, you have um, classes, right? Yeah. How many classes do you have in a day? I have three every day. Okay. And each of them is about an hour. So how many hours do we have now? Okay, so that's 15 minus 3, 12. 12 hours in a day, right? Yeah. You have to do a commute. Yeah. Commuting... Um, but to school and back, let's say that takes an hour or so. Yeah. So how many? An hour, an hour. Mm, okay, let's make it even. An hour. It's going to be uh, 11. You have 11 hours, right? Yeah. So in those 11 hours, you've not counted how many time you you have wasted. Mm-hmm. Damn. You've not counted how much time you spend on your phone. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You've not accounted for how much time you've spent on other things. That's on a good day. Yeah. So you've not counted for how much time you've spent trying to solve problems, talking to family, talking to friends. Mm, office hours. Office hours. Yeah. So by the end of the day, you roughly have about four hours each to do your homework mm-hmm. and study. Mm-hmm. And for that, you've not... Grocery runs. You forgot yeah. grocery runs. So the, the way I see my day, that's how I try to look at my day. I try to budget my time because people be like, oh yeah, I have all this time. But I'm like, no. Mm-mm. Subtract how much time you sleep in a day. Subtract how much time you're wasting. Mm-hmm. Subtract how much time you on your phone. Mm-hmm. Some people have screen time for like eight hours in a day. I'm like, how is that even possible? That's Brian. So if you subtract all those times, um, you will see how much little time you have in a day. Yeah. And if you're working, like I'm working also, so I have to account for how how much time each job is taking in a day. So if I do the math, I get scared sometimes and I'm like, oh my God, I only have three hours to make sure I'm well equivalent to someone who has eight hours of school oh, and yeah. I'm spending like three hours on my assignments. Literally. And, and those assignments are the ones that don't even take just like an hour's Naisha. Yeah. No, those are hard ones. Do you have like a lab classes yeah. right now? Yeah. Oof. Dang. Damn. Dang. Oh yeah, my goodness. Crazy. So. Yeah. That's the way I start off by planning my week and yeah. What what app do you use, by the way? So I use an app called Planmo. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Planmo is more of like a journal. It has a journal. It's like a diary. You know, like those Kenyan diaries that had yeah. everything. You can even write write notes in them. Yeah. You can even like add to do list in it. So oh, yeah. Planmo gives you all these things that you can add. You can gives me an overview of my week, gives me a to-do list. Mm-hmm. I can be able to prioritize tasks and say this is a high priority task, this is a medium priority, and this is a low priority task. Yeah. So, and if this task is not done today, it's going to carry on tomorrow and it's going to be a high priority task tomorrow. Yeah. 
So, but you can use an Apple calendar. So my plan more is connected to my Apple calendar. So every task I add in my Apple calendar, oh, it goes on your goes plan to plan more. If oh. I add something in plan more, it goes to Apple calendar. That's smart. And if you have like Google calendars, so some because we use like um, Google calendar for work and stuff, mm-hmm. anything that's added to my Google calendar will come to plan more. So plan more is a central calendar that tells me everything that I need to know about my my schedule. Yeah, that's really good. And also like. Yeah, it has places that I can do my budgets and everything. Oh. Okay. So it's basically um, a condensation of everything. And it's been good. I, I love it so far. And after I plan my week, I look at it and I just try to be as realistic as I can. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I'll plan my week and I'm like, wait a minute. That does not make sense. <laughs> I have three tasks happening in one hour and I can't, I can't do it. Like... I need to move this here because this is not a priority at this point. Mm-hmm. So planning, planning your week and then looking at it and being realistic because that's one thing we I'm very weak at. Um, I am not realistic sometimes with time. I would think I can finish something that I can't finish. And if I don't, I get overwhelmed mm-hmm. and I overload myself a lot. So You're thinking you're Superman over here. Please yeah. chill out. <laughs> So um, just having people, I mean, like people around your life who can, who know that and can point that out, that's something that's very good. I have friends who are very good at that. And also um, I had, a, in my previous relationship, I had a girl um, who was very good at pointing that out. She'll look at my calendar and she'll be like, do you think that's possible? And I'll be like, oh, dang, nah. you're right. It's not possible. Nah. <laughs> so um, just. Having these people um, who can pull you out of um, your unrealistic world helps a lot. Yeah. yeah. Eh, you need good friends like those ones. Going through the relationship part. Okay. Hey, right, I was going right. to say it too. Right. So, so I'm not going to go in detail with it, but it's like, okay, so you know how parents have that. Uh, so they say, like, when you reach college, you could go hang around with whoever you want to. But there's some parents who are like, no, you got to finish school. You got to get everything straight. So you could, what, what's, what's your um, thought into that? Like, is it like you did people decide their own way or it's like first study (laughs) and then now you could go fine. Ah, On spot. (laughs) Is my dad going to listen to this podcast? Probably. Probably. Yeah. (laughs) Choose your words wisely. Okay. I'll be careful with my words here, but I'll be honest. So, if you ask me that right now, um, has Simon ever dated a girl? Ooh. His response is going to be no. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he's the kind of parent who believes, um, go to school, get a bachelor's, that's five years, or four years, let's mm-hmm. say five years. Yeah. Because COVID happened in a plan, so I always put one year as an emergency. So, five years. Go get your master's two years, that's seven years, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go get your PhD, that's 12 years. Mm. You got into college when you were, I got into college when I was 20. So ideally, my dad believes I should start dating when I'm 32. Damn. Dang. Oh my goodness. I was told that I should start dating at 26. No. I was like, no. No, no. not even like marriage, like dating. Not, yeah, that's the thing. With my dad, it's not, because it's like, you have to finish your bachelor's, you have to finish your master's, you have to finish your PhD. For you to start dating. When PhD, you're a PhD alone in engineering takes five years. Oh, well, 
So <laughs> you have to do seven years to get to a PhD, and then your PhD alone will take you five years. Wow! Oh. So the whole thing is gonna take you twelve years. Oh. And okay. if you got into college when you're twenty years old, now you're thirty-two at that point. Oh no! Mm. So that's when at thirty-two, that's when you're asking someone, "Can I take you to a coffee date?" No. That would be awkward. <laughs> yo, yo, no. So, um, here's my stand on that. Everybody's different. There's people who can do that. I can't do that. I know myself. Mm-hmm. And one thing I said is I will never lie to myself. Yep. If you like someone, just have boundaries. Boundaries is all that matters a lot. So are they going to understand that you're busy? Also, just don't let the dating thing come into your way and your goals. So if you should be in school and if you feel like... So it's up to you. At this point, you need to understand that. Also, serious dating mm-hmm. comes with its own challenges as well. And that's going to be like a full-time job by itself. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like saying that, but it's just a whole other task by itself. So just don't let it come into in, into your way or be a barrier of you achieving your goal or be a barrier of you not growing as a person. That's, I just feel like with parents, that's the only fear that they have. They just feel like you'll invest too much in it and you'll forget who you are or you forget what you're trying to, do, to achieve in life. I mean, I mean, for guys, it's that. For girls, is you know, also don't get pregnant. That one too. I mean, right? yes. And if you do, that's not the end of the world. Yeah. Mm. You can oh. always pick yourself up and go back to school. To an African parent though. They they be yeah of course you're right Simon but some African parents be acting up a lot. So if someone asks me will I date in college, mm-hmm. I'm like I've done it, and I'll still do it. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. So just be yourself. Just understand who you are as a person. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Hope that, that taught me a lot. Yeah, that taught me a lot. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, we've learned a lot from you today, Simon. That was really nice, you know, coming here, giving us advice, you know, you're giving us your life story. That's that's beautiful. Thank you. Um, do you have any kind of last words to tell people, you know, before we close up today? Um, I would say um, just write your vision down. Mm-hmm. You don't have to write it on paper. You can write it in your in your head mentally mm. if, but if writing on paper helps you do it write your vision down i understand exactly what you're trying to achieve don't be vague with yourself you can be vague with us out here don't tell us what you want to do mm. be vague with us if you want to but just be open and specific with yourself write your vision be as clear as you can with yourself yeah. for me i want to okay I'm becoming a mechanical engineer. No, I want to be a control systems engineer. Uh-huh. But how do I get there? I have to be a mechanical engineer first. So be specific with your vision and also understand and be graceful enough to yourself and understand some of these things will change along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ask me like a couple of years back, I wanted to be a, a manufacturing engineer and... This has changed over time. So did you want to? Didn't you want to be a pilot one time? Yeah, I also wanted to be a <laughs> pilot, and I became an engineer. It was very interesting. Mm-hmm. I that will be a story of another day. I became an engineer. I fell in love with engineering by accident. So, 
I was in the wrong class um, at the right time, and I just saw a bunch of math, and I was like, that looks interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, that's and how then I, you knew. And that's how I went into engineering instead of being a pilot. So, yep. Uh, and so was just write down your vision, understand what you need to do, and also just hunt for the people you know who will help you. Like, if you want to go to a specific field, look for people in that field. Mm-hmm. And also just, um, if you fail, it's fine. Yeah. Just stand up, try it again. You mm-hmm. fail, fine, stand up, try it again. Just yeah. the worst thing you'll ever do is stop trying because at that point you're like, yep, I lose. Uh, and and I, I feel like, I, I heard of uh, Nini, like a saying one time, somebody said, you did not fail. You just found a way that does not work. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And failure is part of um, being a human being. Yeah. And here's the thing. I feel like we celebrate victory a lot. Mm-hmm. And we think some people never fail. Like I've had people who have come to me and have looked at all these achievements I've made in my college, my in my life. And they're like, dude. You seem to have your life in order, man. You're so lucky everything comes your way. I just look at them and I'm like, what? You guys have no idea. Like, we only share what we think is a victory. We only share what we think is a win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, if you sit down with me and I tell you how many rejections I've gotten, how much failure I've gone through, oh you will never understand. So I would say... Wait, you want to tell them... Um, how many applications you did and oh. how many rejected you? <laughs> so I got, so when I was applying for internships, people are like, so I got my internship and people are like, yeah, I knew you'll get an internship. Yeah, you got to get a job. And someone's telling me I'm going to get mm. a job. I've done over 70 applications and I've, I've gotten rejections, like 50 plus, and I only got like three, three, three offers. Wow, out wow. of 70. Out of 70. Hey. And, People are like, yeah, you always get everything you want. I'm like, I don't. Mm-mm. I don't. I just keep trying. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Mm-hmm. You're going to fail a lot then you're going <laughs> to pass. Mm-hmm. Like, these times I hit rock bottom alone and I'm like, dang, <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes I just try to find humor out of it because that's the only way I can cope with it. But yeah. Even right now I'm applying for jobs. I've already gotten more rejections than I've gotten interviews already hey already so it's not even december yet it's not december yet but I, my rejections are already like 20 plus <laughs> so yeah don't give up and just keep doing what you love um because you rather fail doing what you love than succeed than succeed in what you don't like doing because mm-hmm. i mean if life is hard already why don't you just find something you love and enjoy that's all I would say. That's good. Hey, thank you, Simon. Words of wisdom, you guys. Yeah. Um, is there a way that you want people to reach you if they have any questions, any you know, clarifications? God, okay. Or even um, like comments, like that was a good podcast, Simon. Come more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like, like it's just that um, we're all um, in a time crunch. You could have talked more. Yeah. Um, reach me. If you just go to <laughs> LinkedIn and search me up, Simon Joroge, you'll see me. Mm-hmm. Would you spell that for those who are not Kikuyu? Okay, Simon. Um, S-I-M-O-N. Mm-hmm. And then last name, Joroge. N-J-O-R-O-G-E. Nice. 
And if you want to reach me out on Instagram, you can just do underscore Simon Jaroge. So it's going to be underscore S-I-M-O-N-N-J-O-R-O-G-E. All right. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Um, so we're going to close up with a word of prayer, you know, and just thank you all for coming. And if you have any questions, comment down below, you know, and uh, give this advice to any of your friends who need it, right? It might yep. not be for you uh, or not now, maybe, but, you know, share with people. Even your kids, too. This will oh, really yeah, if, help yeah, your little ones. If your parent is listening, if you're a parent and you're listening, yeah. Share this with your kid because it's it's word of wisdom and it's it really helps at least for a, a child who's in probably middle school or high school to understand what this person's going through and how they're going. It's not a must they go through the same route, but they understand and they know what challenges are c- coming upon them. Yeah. And even if you're a student in Kenya who's trying to come here as an international student, you heard from Simon, you know how to reach him if you have any more questions. So, um yeah, don't hesitate to use that advice. Don't just come blindly. All right? So, uh, Brian, you want to close us up with a word of prayer? All right. Let's close our eyes. Thank you, Lord, for this day as we learn about someone's life and as we continue to take these words of wisdom and his challenges he went through as we apply some of as some of us apply to our, our lives as we understand what's awaiting for us as we continue on. Some people might have different aspirations and goals, Lord, as you protect them and guide them, O Lord. And as we finish the podcast, O Lord, as you watch over us, as we go back home, O Lord, and as you bless us as we continue on, O Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. The grace of our Lord Lord Jesus Jesus Christ Christ and the the love of God God and the the fellowship of the Holy Holy Spirit be with us us now and forevermore. forevermore. Amen. Amen. All right. See you all next time. Bye. Bye. Peace.